You are listening to a conservative review production. Trust, but verify. You're listening to The Conservative Conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. The Conservative Conscience is here to help you cut through the rhetoric and noise and explore the politically right way to think about the issues. You'll dive into one of the most insightful conservative minds in America. Conservative Review Senior Editor Daniel Horowitz. And along with co-host Joe Koss, they break down the major issues in Washington. You are now entering The Conservative Conscience. Welcome back to The Conservative Conscience. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz. We are holding by our post-constitutional Republican era, and I know a lot of you guys are down or fired up based on what went on last night with the culmination of this race with Donald Trump winning. Certainly lots to say. I want to bring on my co-host here, Joe Koss. Well, hey, Joe, I guess we are done with our late nights, our late Tuesday nights, every Tuesday night the past couple months. You know, yeah, that's I mean, if there's any sort of silver lining, I, I guess it's that right. I mean, you and I have been around politics long enough to know that uh, you, you can't be held down by losses too long. You got to kind of get back up, at least if your principal, you know, based on principles, you, you, you have to be able to do that. Otherwise, uh, you'd be on the ground a long time. And more time with our family. My my uh, my wife will be happy about this. But anyway, you know, I. Before we delve into this, and there's a lot to say, we're going to have to do this in a series of podcasts, our writings at at Conservative Conscience. There's a lot going on, but I want to address this through the following prism. The biggest question everyone's asking is, of course, the wrong question because it's the groupthink. It's the short-sighted kind of viewing everything in a vacuum, the opposite of what we do here at Conservative Review. Are you never Trump or are you never Hillary? Huh? What are you going to do? Come on. Tell me now. Vote for Trump or vote for Hillary? I want to demonstrate over the next 25 minutes or so why the premise of that question is false. I'm neither never Trump nor never Hillary. I'm never rhinos. We stand for the Constitution. We stand for what we operate in our space here at Conservative Review. We always have. The truth is at, at, at our – I mean, Joe, at our, our, our vertical here, we've only focused on this election about 30 40% of the time. Most of it, we focus on a broader array of issues, the systemic problems, three branches of government, state issues. And there's a lot going on that's much bigger than what's going on here. So I agree. I disagree with the premise. And here's why, Joe, I think we disagree with the premise. What happened last night in Indiana? I want to work backwards. What happened last night in Indiana is what happened every, almost every Tuesday night in most states that also held congressional elections. So an overwhelming majority of people went out and filled in the bubble on the ballot for Donald Trump for president, right? Well, there's more that more to the ballot. Then they proceeded to fill out the bubble for Todd Young for Senate. Now, who is Todd Young? Todd Young was one of the biggest rhinos, 56% Liberty score, failure, failing grade. He was a member from the House in southern uh, Indiana, one of Boehner's biggest bootlickers, loyalists. This guy is the embodiment of what is wrong with the party, why everyone's angry in the first place, why people were driven to the arms of Donald Trump, yet they voted for Todd Young. They voted to give the man who who is the embodiment of the impetus for the whole rebellion, they voted to give him a promotion from the House to the Senate. 
right? This is an angle that the media is not talking about. We we kind of started this narrative last week with our previous podcast, focusing on some of the congressional elections and tying into the presidential election. Let me take it a step further. There was a House race to fill Todd Young's House seat because he vacated it to run for Senate. And there were a bunch of candidates. And a man named Trey Hollingsworth won. Who is Trey Hollingsworth? This guy was a lifelong Tennessean Democrat who voted in every Democrat primary in Tennessee, carpetbagged, went over to southern Indiana, 9th District there, and ran for office a couple months later. He dumped in a million dollars worth of ads, which is a big deal in a low-cost media market in the House District. And he blanketed the airwaves, and he won. You know, plurality in a crowded field. And this guy was never a Republican in his entire life. Viva the revolution! Trump, yeah, the establishment! We're, we're sick of those rhinos. Uh, we elected every rhino this cycle in every congressional seat. We, have, we will likely, Joe, we will likely not elect a single conservative to the Senate this year. What gives? How is, you know, how is it that everyone supposedly, men, throw out the, the, we're sick of these politicians. We want an outsider. Well, I guess in Indiana 9, they put a different meaning to the word outsider. The guy was an outsider, he was a carpetbagger. But, I mean, Todd Young, a, a Boehner loyalist, was promoted to the Senate. Outsider? What's going on here, Joe? I think it comes down to the fact that people, for the most part, and I know this is going to get us in trouble to to a degree, but they're politically naive. I mean, we do this for a living, but most people, and I talked to some educated people this weekend, I mean, I would put them sort of ahead of the curve for sure and ahead of um, where most people are on politics. And, and we were talking about people kind of down ballot and they didn't know who a lot of the sort of conservative stars were. And I think that overall, that's that's one problem. But I also think the other problem is that the 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 narrative on Trump has always been one given to us by the media. It, it yep. and it's been then echoed by the people. I I don't think it originates at the grassroots at all. I think it's no. something that's been designed and you know Th- there was no one at the grassroots level. I mean, Joe, this is the whole freaking problem. There was no one at the grassroots level. You know, the, the, there was. Everyone's like, oh, he didn't have a campaign. And I want to get to this in a minute. I'm going to write about this. Cruz didn't have an amazing organization. I actually happened to know they had major problems. It was bottom up. The people, the the same people that fought amnesty and they fought, you know, for religious liberty and they fought common core in any given state. These were the people that showed up at the conventions and supported him for delegate or Cruz delegates. It was these people. Trump, it was the media driven. This is, it's all media. It is all, so the media tells people, Trump, 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 Trump. Cruz sucks, Cruz sucks. Cruz lie, lie, liar, cheater, cheater, liar, liar. So people go around, liar, liar, cheater, cheater. But then they'll vote for Todd Young over Marlon Stutzman because they trashed Marlon Stutzman and Todd Young ran as a conservative. So it's the same equation. Their guys don't run as conservative, as, as who they are. They run as conservatives. They have the media promote them. They have the media trash our guys. Or if it's in a house seat, it's either earned media or paid media. They have the money. They buy the elections. That is the rigged system. Not what Trump says. That is the rigged system. So that's how you have an electorate that elects Trump because they think he's a conservative warrior, fighter, outsider, anti-establishment. And then they go and vote for all the establishment guys down ballot because that's what the media tells them to do. 
I want to, you know, you and I both enjoy funky sports analogies. And, you know, I want, I want to kind of frame this in the realm of sports. You know, you obviously have your drive-by media in sports too. You have your guys that could do no wrong or guys that are loved by the sports media. But unlike politics, there is a reality. There is a separate playing field. There's a field where something happened. The Red Sox beat the Yankees 6-4. to A-Rod hit a home run, but this guy struck out. This guy, you know, had a great pitching performance. There's somewhat some degree of subjectivity you could have in the sports media chattering, but you see it on your eyes. You see in on the TV, you see the playing field. You see the game. Now, the media could influence your view of a, of a player or whatever, but for the most part, people could see what's going on. In politics, the playing field is the media. Nothing else exists other than what the media gives over. I mean, you could see a little bit on the Senate and House floor for the nerds that watch C-SPAN, but you, you don't know. I mean, again, this is why we started Conservative Review, to give people that playing field, let them know, you know, who, the who's who and what's what of politics. So not only do we have half the country brainwashed by the media on the issues to en- embrace, um, you know, social justice and, uh, you know, Marxist utopianism, but we also have even the Republican voters, they agree with us on the issues. I mean, we're, we're seeing that in every election. But every one of our guys loses. And again, put Trump and Cruz on a shelf. I want to demonstrate to our audience, even Trump supporters, why conservatives can never win and why we need to make some systemic changes here. Here's why conservatives can never win. I, you know, As you, you all know, I helped recruit Matt Bevin against Mitch McConnell, Chris McDaniel against Dad Cochran, Milton Wolf against Pat Roberts, a lot of guys in last cycle, several house house races, and I, I learned the same thing. And, and and many of you might be tainted by your view of Cruz and Trump because everything's defined by them now, and certainly Trump. But this happens in every race. Lying Ted, lying Ted, lying Ted. Let me introduce you to bailout Bevin, bailout Bevin. What happened was Mitch McConnell, as you know, is the guy who – shepherded the TARP bailout bill on the floor. He called it the finest day in Senate history, right? We put up a challenger against him because of that and many other reasons. He is the embodiment of the problem of the pale pastel difference between the Republican and Democrat parties, okay? So we, we recruited this guy, Matt Bevin, and nothing to gain at that time. He knew he was going into a buzzsaw, but he gen- genuinely understood that we needed to shake up the party. He ran. The day he got out there, Mitch McConnell didn't start running ads saying, you know what, Matt Bevin is wrong. We really needed the bailout. We were facing a financial meltdown, and I'm, I'm glad to have stood with that. No, he, he found an oppo hit saying that Bevin's uncle's Bell Factory company, that it was kind of a historic landmark in Connecticut that he took over, and it was, it was collapsing when he took it over, and then he, he put in his own money to fix it, and then it burnt down in a fire overnight. The, 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 the state of Connecticut, they cared so much about historic landmark, they offered him just a $200,000 grant, and there were, you know, a lot of things going on there. Right away, McConnell ran ads and spread throughout the media, bail out Bevin, bail, he took a, he, 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 lobbied for a bailout and and every last so here's the deal our guys everything we throw at the at the other guys doesn't stick because the media serves as a missile iron dome missile defense system knocking down our hits but everything they throw at us the media transmogrifies into a 
delivery system, an ICBM, for their rocket attack on us, and it sticks. No matter how fallacious, no matter how disgusting. So, you know, you might have already been tainted by the media. Yeah, I don't like Cruz. I'm all, I'm all for conservatives, but I, this guy in particular is not. You know what? That happens and will happen to every one of our guys. So Matt Bevin was bailout Bevin. He was a liar. He was a cheater. He lied on his resume. I'm saying this all tongue-in-cheek, but you go around throughout Kentucky and you had the worst of the worst politicians in Mitch McConnell, but every person knew that Matt Bevin was a dirtbag and so on and so on and so forth. This happened in every single race because the media control controls our our narrative. They control whatever our guys think. And Joe, if you don't know any better, what you don't see the ball game. You don't see what the man is like personally and, and issue-wise and who's who and what's what. It's what the media puts out on your plate. Let me give you another example. Idaho. I recruited a, an amazing family man, amazing patriot, lots of kids just like you and I, and I think some of our kids are making noise here in the background. Um, really good family man in Idaho, Brian Smith. He had a successful law practice, nothing to be gained by running for office. He ran against Mike Simpson, one of Boehner's bootlickers. Big spending, the caricature of a sleazy politician. Anyway, again, did this guy run as a, say, no, Brian Smith is too conservative. Uh, we need people that are going to cut deals with the Democrats. No, because they know the voters agree with us in a Republican primary, certainly in, in a state like Idaho. So what did Simpson do? He ran ads, oh, I, I voted to repeal TARP. He, now, there was no such vote, by the way. He completely lied. He voted for the operative bill that enacted TARP into law. Um, and then he and his campaign and the Chamber of Commerce, they, they came in, Brian Smith's a liberal trial lawyer. And, you know, my, my dad uh, travels there because he, he, uh, he had to visit, visit uh, Idaho Falls on business. So he, he was there during that entire race two years ago and and he calls me up and says he said it kind of tongue-in-cheek because he knew he knows from me he said man daniel this brian smith guy is a real dirtbag man he's a bad dude and all you heard on the airwaves and, and and this is how this is how we lose i i'm not trying to be hopeless here and i sincerely you know tweet me at rm conservative let me know what your thoughts are i don't know the solution to this and i'm going to suggest a couple of things here but I want to identify the problem first and what is going on here. This is not about, oh, Trump was such an amazing candidate, amazing, masterful messenger and manipulator of the media, and Cruz was a particularly bad candidate. Every one of our candidates not only loses, but they come out looking like a dirtbag. You know, it's funny, Joe, as we're talking, I'm looking at Twitter, and um, a reporter is um, – I guess he was traveling home from Indiana and he overheard a conversation in, in the in the airport where a guy said to his friend, wait, wasn't Cruz the guy that started fighting about wives? <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. Everything gets flipped on you. You could be the most honorable man. You will come out looking like a liar and cheater at the end of this race. And the real liar and cheater will be elevated. And I want to echo Mark Levin. And you got to hear LevinTV.com. He had an echo, an epic um, rant last night about Fox News. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, and Roger Ailes control our primaries. And again, to answer our question, that is how you have, you know, Donald Trump winning, and that's how you have all the rhinos winning because they are both 
favored by Fox News. They they were never Cruz. They were against you know Marlon Stutzman in Indiana. They're against any concern Art Halverson in Pennsylvania. Any challenger, they will not just defeat them. They'll destroy them. Again, not on ideology. We're winning on the issues, and you got to remember that. That's why they have to circumvent us and lie. And this is why I advocated that we move from primaries to conventions. Because, Joe, you made this point at the beginning. How would a person know? I, 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 I'm I, exaggerating a little bit what happened in Indiana 9 last night. Because there wasn't a great guy in the race anyway. But you could, and you have this all the time, you could have a race as follows. The people are clamoring for an anti-establishment, outsider, principled conservative. You could have a guy in the race that has bled for the cause his entire life, has fought all the issues on a grassroots level, and he runs for office. But like most of our guys, they don't have the money, and they certainly don't have the backing, precisely because they are who they are. And the media hates their guts. Okay. Then you have a guy that could be a dirtbag of a person, or he could be a nice person. So, you know, it depends. But... He's a lifelong Democrat, switch parties, or he's just a rhino, a K Street hack. That guy will have a million dollars either from his own pocket or from his special interest to immediately go up on the head, but not promote the special interest. But to say, I'm a conservative champion, we're going to go in there and fight these special interests. And the other guy is left buried. And to the extent he could clamor and fight, and with a grassroots candidacy, despite the money, gain traction then that other candidate and the media will destroy him with oppo hits. And everyone will know that that man's a dirtbag. So if you don't believe me on Ted Cruz and Trump that this is what happened, just know this has happened on every congressional level, and it will continue to happen, and it will happen in the next presidential election if we don't start this, if we, if we, don't, if we don't change course. So what I'm trying to say here is this. It's not just Trump. I disagree with those that that feel that, oh my gosh, the part, you, you, you know you know what I mean, Joe, the thumb suckers we talk about. They weren't too bothered by the state of the Republican Party and the conservative movement until now. It was just Donald Trump. And a lot of people accused us, of, oh, you support Trump. No, no, we're very consistent. What did we say about Trump? We said all along, he's not the problem. He wasn't really there. He kind of reflected it and donated to these people. But he's not the, he, he's not the solution either. What is the problem? The problem is we don't have a Republican Party. We have a party that is pushing jailbreak now to undo 50 years of law and order and register, help Democrats register hundreds of thousands of voters that will help kill their own electoral viability. We have every state Republican Party is worse than the federal Republican Party. Just yesterday, Nathan Deal said he was going to veto a, a campus carry bill passed by solid majorities in Republican state legislature in uh in Georgia, on top of his veto of the religious freedom bill. We don't have any state party that can even hold the line on the most bedrock issue. The party is not worth saving. So I don't care if Hillary gets elected. It's not just because Trump's a dirtbag and he's a rhino, and he is, both of those things. It's we. Mitch McConnell's going to continue to be Senate leader. Cornyn's going to be the whip. Ryan's going to be the speaker. McCarthy's going to be the House Majority Leader. We, we are not electing a single conservative down ballot. All these guys are getting reelected. The party has, uh, has been systemically broken before Trump. I was never rhinos before Trump. You know, you and I were both like this. We grew up saying, look, you know, we don't like these guys, but you can't let the Democrats win. You know what? 
At some point, you reach the point, like Psalms 23, even when I walk in the valley of darkness, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You, you stop fearing. We got Pelosi. We got eight years of Obama. Oh my gosh, we'll lose the country if we get another four years of Hillary. I don't want that. But you know what? Obviously, we haven't hit rock bottom enough. And let that happen. Let that happen. I'm not saying to vote for Hillary. You Again, you want to vote for Trump, not vote for him, write in, stay home. That's not the point here. The point is Trump or not Trump, the party is already systemically broken. The body is dead. We, we, we needed to do this surgery a long time ago. We need a third party. That is something that we'll have to work towards. It's not going to happen overnight. We need our Article 5 convention. We need state conventions instead of these stupid um, mob rule, media rule primaries like we described. We need to work on reforming the judiciary. We need to work on reforming the bureaucracy. We need to work on strengthening the state legislatures. This is our solemn commitment at Conservative Review. We will continue operating in our space. There's two and a half months until the convention. There's seven months until November. Whether you vote for Trump or not, it, 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 you know, that, that doesn't, that's not a decision that needs to be made now. And that's not even the most important thing because either way we're screwed. I, I Honestly, even if Cruz would have won, I, I, I always wondered how much he could even fix a party that is broken, a civil society that's broken. We need to work on a systemic level. We need to work on an all-of-the-above fixed level. We're going to continue focusing on the issues. We're going to continue focusing on some of these congressional primaries. Tweet me at RM Conservative. Let me know your ideas, how to get around the media juggernaut, because I, I'm throwing up my hands, but we'll continue fighting. And uh, sorry, I spoke there a little bit too long, Joe. I just got on a rant. But what are your thoughts? What else do you think we can do? What other hope could we give our listeners? Well, I, I wanted to let you go on that because I think so much of what you said is so vital and so important. And you and I have talked a lot about this. We've known each other a while now. We've been through the last couple of cycles together working, you know, hand in hand on some things. And while you're out there in front, you know, I, I take a, a more of a back seat and I've learned a lot from you. And one of the things I've learned is to reaffirm some of the things I've always thought. I'm a history major. I had philosophy as as a minor. Uh, you know, I went to law school. And so when I look at politics, I, it's not to say that I'm smarter than the average person because I'm not. It's It's not that. It's just something I've studied. So I know things, especially when it comes to history. And one of those things is what the framers did and why they set it up. And the way that I kind of analogize it is this. When when you watch a movie or a show in you know in a certain field, whether it's like a, one of the doctor shows or the medicine shows or the police shows or even a sports show, I think of the Mighty Ducks and growing up and watching hockey. And you have like a special insight to that thing. You realize how fake and, and false what the media is yep. portraying to you. You know, like you you hear you know police officers all the time. Oh, well, that's not how you hold a gun, or you would never do that. Or like in hospital shows, they're not even using the right terminology. No, it is a it is a sensationalized. It's a caricature. It's a way to to grab sort of the naive person in. You know, in writing yep. we call it the naive reader. You know, so you pull in the naive viewer Joe, into it and you, make Joe it Cost, exciting. Joe, Co you. Let me tell you something. You are a sleazy trial lawyer. You you went to law school. You don't don't deny it. I, right I, now, now you th you think this is funny, but the media 
It is literally what I have noticed in primaries. It's worse than the general election because then we have a true conservative and he has to be destroyed. It's not just bias. It's persecution. Everything sticks. So you saw even the media was running with the stuff on Ted Cruz that his father assassinated JFK. And and even in his political death last night, they were playing in a loop, the humiliating video of him just turning around and bumping into his wife's face. Oh, he punched his wife. In. I mean, it's it's disgusting, but it works, and it's nonstop. I have seen too many good men. Forget about your political views. Too many good men who have stood up and run for office against odds to stand up for our civil society, our constitution, and they have been destroyed. And everyone walking around, uh, I don't know. I'm totally dishonest. He's a lie. But that's why you can't do these things in court. I mean, these are things like, you know, leading questions and it's sort of like taking irrelevant things and throwing them onto the record and using past things against people that have no bearing on the the case at hand. I mean, there's a reason why you can't do those in court cases. There's a reason why, you know, logic arguments in intellectual discussions at, at the university level, you can't use fallacies because fallacies, you know, lead someone to a conclusion unfairly or improperly i mean it's it 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 doesn't compute literally i mean computers use logic and you know modal logic and speaking and argument isn't we're not supposed to use the fallacies for the same reason it doesn't add up you can't take one and one and get four you just it it it, but you can't do that it's not fair this is a real i don't know joe i mean this this is a real philosophical problem we have here in that there is no – why – if you are an average person, why would you know of these candidates? Again, especially – Daniel, this is, why, this is why the framers did what they did, and this is what drives you and I mad. I mean people – they're like, oh, I don't like that the, that the electoral college chooses the president. <laughs> you want to know why we have an electoral college? Because if we didn't, there would be one state that needed to vote, and that's – that's California. Maybe you could throw yeah. New York in there. And then you would just go to it, the people of California and New York and go, hey, who's president this time? Exactly. Nobody else would and, matter because – And this is a discussion for a different time, by the way. But I believe because yeah, of – popul- but- No, no. But I mean it be- because of population extrapolation, the growth of the country, I actually think if the founders were around nowadays, they would ex- – the equivalent of statewide – you know, elections supposed to national popular back then, they would go with a district by district system. But that's, you know, that's a different story because, again, you know, now an entire state of Illinois, of of California, right. is, you're governed yeah. by the big cities and it's not representative and whatever. But but that is the point. We live in, an, in a judicial oligarchy. We live in a media oligarchy. And here's and, – and just to sum up what we're talking about here, even if you are a, a guy who thinks Trump is who you think he is, it doesn't matter. I, 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 again, I don't think Cruz could have really changed much. The party is dead. It is dead on every level. And these clowns are getting reelected anyway, despite the unprecedented insurgency and outsider mentality. They're being reelected. We have no home in this party. It doesn't mean we give up. We double down. That's what I said. We need to f- continue. The good news is we are winning on the issues. Look, Joe, if if the other side would run ads and say we need amnesty, we need more Muslim immigration, we need um, you know, let's face it, bake the darn cake or else you go to jail. Um, Obamacare is great. We need bailouts. Yada yada. The debt is great, and they still won. 
you and I would throw our hands up a lot. You know, look, we can't, we can't win. But no, we're winning on the issues. And a lot of the thing with Trump was the perception. And and all these rhino candidates run as conservatives. They just have more money and media power to you know get in people's thick skulls. And our guys don't have the money and and media favorability. But this is why we need to work long term. The, the the frog in the boiling pot of water, we couldn't extract that frog. So you know what? We got to go for the next best thing. Stop the slow cook. Turn up the darn heat. And let it get worse. But in the meantime, we will stand for what we stand for. We will operate in our space. We have no dog in this ISIS versus Al-Qaeda fight going on. Let the two New York liberals fight against each other. Let Mitch McConnell do his thing. We will continue fighting on a state, federal, judicial level, bureaucracy. We will fight for systemic reforms. It it doesn't happen in a vacuum and it doesn't happen overnight. You know, Mark Twain once said that in the beginning of change, the patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned. When his cause succeeds, the timid join him for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. We were there at the beginning before these brain-dead people woke up and said, Oh, I don't like the Fallable Month. We, we were, you know, I'm not saying conservative review. I, you know, I don't want to speak for conservative review. It was my previous job, but my previous life recruited against Mitch McConnell. We recruited against Thad Cochran, recruited against Eric Kanner. We recruited against all these guys. I was involved in the speaker's coup against Boehner both times, worked my head off for that. We will continue working on our causes Stolen Sovereignty, buy my book at Amazon.com. Some of the systemic causes on immigration, the courts, religious liberty, all of the reforms we're going to continue pushing at Conservative Review. It's all about the issues. Men are fleeting. Campaigns are fleeting. But principles endure. Let's fight on. Let's keep moving. Onward, folks. Thanks for listening. God bless. God bless.